Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, whatever you guys like. Thanks for tuning in. I know uh, you got a lot of choices. We talk about this all the time. You got a lot of choices. There's a lot of podcasts, a lot of actors with podcasts. <laughs> but we help people here, Ryan. We talk real stuff. We yeah. get deep. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, we're not we're not smartless. Yeah. We're smart. Er. Er. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys uh, following us, um, subscribing to us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, uh, everywhere. Make sure you follow us on our handles, right? Smart fur would have been a funnier. Anyway, uh, yeah. at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's correct. And uh, write a review. Really helps the show. Truly helps the show. And if you want to help the show even more, join Patreon. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Uh, we need your support. We're the little show that could. Uh, so thank you for all your love. And uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say. I'm doing a YouTube live today. Fun. At 4 p.m. for uh, all my patrons. And they get to ask me questions. We just chat. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, the new CD is out. The album's out. Sunspin.com. You can get a CD signed. It's the new CD. Uh, eventually, it will be out in streaming. But if you want to keep saying a cool CD, I'm signed or unsigned, we have cool new shirts for Sunspin, mugs, calendars. Get them while they're hot. Thank you for the support. Go to sunspin.com. You can also book the band or uh, all that stuff. Um, Zoom the band. And uh, you could also cameo me. And for inside of you stuff, yeah. go to inside of you. What is it called? The inside of you online store mm-hmm. and get tons of merch. All right. I'm t- talking about that uh great guest uh as always i really love my guests Kristen bauer yeah she was an open book man uh i always when i say that i i just get excited because i know you're going to relate to a lot of things she talks about and she's just really open and, and, and gets personal and it was a joy to have i mean if you're a true blood fan or not she's been on some um, very cool projects some that we talk about and we talk about her life and all that jazz uh without further ado ryan are you good i'm good <laughs> you well i'm good let's get into it you want to get into it let's, let's do get it. inside of Kristen bauer it's my point of view Listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Thank God there are Ryans. I know. Thank God. <laughs> Ryan does a lot of things, though. Really? Yes. He he edits. He writes. Yes. He's taking this awesome class now. Ryan's Ryan's doing a lot of stuff. That's he's what a comedian. I'm saying. Yeah. He's an athlete. What? Yeah. You know, back in high school, he was most likely to, most athletic. He that's was most the, athletic yeah. out of 88 kids in his school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, it's still, that's a lot. There's a lot. The 87 well, others weren't that athletic. So my school had even less than 88. Get out. Okay. But I just. <laughs> but you just got here. In Wisconsin? Really? You want... Yes. How many people were at your high school? There were 20 kids, I think 19 in my whole grade, I think. What? You know, the thing that sucks about that is everybody knows if you're stupid. I had like 400 <laughs> people, so I kind of hid underneath the, so no one really, yeah, no, no. you know, I could just hide through, oh, there's other dumb kids. It's there was perfect. no hiding. Here are the fabulous things. There were really no clicks. 
because we didn't have the brainy kids had to also be the athletes had to also be the artsy kids like we all we and and there were of course the super nerds that I cheated off of and there were of course the athletes which I I was one too Ryan mm. but I don't think I was the first out of 88 but we had no locks on our lockers. What? Yes. I guess because there's so few, you know who's stole it. It's narrowed it down. Right. Oh my gosh, no locks in there. You know what? The, I'm perverted. You know what the first thing I thought of was? Uh, no. I wonder, out of there's not that many people here, and if you've grown up with them, like, did anyone hook up? No. Nobody no. hooked up at all. No one slept with each other in high school. No. And that was the, well, I, well, actually, I well, did. You uh, did. Actually, I did. With who? Eric. <laughs> Eric who? No, you don't. Eric. Say that. What um, grade? What grade? So here's how that would happen. So there were two ways that you could hook up with people. <laughs> you I already like you. I thought you were going to say, here's how it happens. The we, the, anyway, the vagina. Well, I, I, no, I can tell you that too. I mean, it's fairly, you know, routine. You go to a party and you drink too much. But the the way that people could date was when you went from middle school to high school. You you were in uniform up until eighth grade. Ninth grade started upper school, we called it. And then that was like fresh meat came in, right? So we we were fairly segregated in our lower, middle, and upper schools. Frank Lloyd Wright designed the building. Wow. Or his school did. His school did. It's a beautiful school. And they were concentric circles with these really interesting hallways that would connect. What's you, concentric mean? Wow, who knows? Consent next to each other. Ryan? Circles next to each other? I think so. Adjacent circles? Con- <laughs> I don't know. Centric. Con is with. With. Centric. With some circle. sort of. With. with, with, with okay. Circles. Circles. Yeah. Okay. Ryan. If Ryan doesn't know, no one knows. Uh, no, no one I didn't knows. do well in math. Oh, okay. Was, that was most athletic. I was not doing math, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Was I was athletic and in calculus. See, that's what I mean. We didn't have enough people. You had to do all of it. The, the kid who got voted most attractive uh, went to Penn and was is a genius. So, really? Yeah, that's, he had it all going for that's him. That's not fair. Where wow. is he now? Is he still doing I think he's like curing diseases in Brazil. I think oh he's like- Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the last I heard of him. But yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, we're doing something, Ryan. We're helping people with anxiety, yeah. life, talking about real stuff. I guess. You know, but we're not saving people. Well, maybe we are. Maybe we are. Maybe we are. We don't know. I mean, if you think about the world without- because I am a I am a really an artist being. That's what I do. I do art stuff. I do a lot of other stuff, but it drains me. So, <laughs> right? But the what would the think of this world without books, music, film, TV? Mm. It's death. It's it's concrete as far as you can see. You know what I mean? It's it's 1984. It's it's not livable. Well, yeah, I don't know how I could survive without a world without music, with a world without music. Music is the one thing. There's not many people who could. No, that's the one thing. Books, I like books, but I love music. music There's something is big. that calms me if I'm in the car and I'm just, yeah. I always have calming music. I don't like dance oh, music. People are playing me hard too. music. I got to chill. Christopher Cross, oh. just sailing away. <gasps> the reverie, caught up in the reverie. Um, anyway, 
But yes, I agree with that. I agree. But the connection is important. Connection. Connection is really, you know, that's, I think that's the most important thing. Well, that's like, you know, when they look at the blue zones, right? Where people live to be over a hundred more than other places. There's five. What are they? Um, There are islands. One is Okinawa. There's another one in Italy. There's another one, I believe in Greece. And they've looked for what are common threads. And one of them is community. Another one is diet. Another one is moving and around your body, right. you know. And and then another one is, um, I believe, and it might be part of community, is valuing old people. <sighs> They're part of the world still. They aren't just, be- they don't like Hollywood become invisible rocks, lamps. You know what I mean? As yeah, an actress over yeah. 50, I'm becoming just a fucking lamp, you know. Really? That's yeah. how you feel? yeah. That sucks. It does. Ageism. Ageism. We need to get rid of ageism. It's a thing. So right before- No, I, I know, I know. Right I know. before I came here, I, well, this could be a skin cancer awareness, but I have this Band-Aid on my cheek because- You couldn't even see it on any of these angles. You didn't even have to bring it up. Oh, fuck. But it doesn't matter. You can't see it, but we can, can you imagine. S- wait, can you swear on your- I should have cleared well, this course. with you. Of course, yes, you could swear. Okay, good. Uh, that's, that's lucky for me. Um, but- I'm sitting there waiting for the guy to come in, the doctor, and I'm looking at this enormous billboard thing, I guess smaller than a billboard because it fits in a room, but it's large from my perspective. And it's a white woman with blonde hair. And because we age the worst, the fastest. And and it's at the top, she's really old, and at the bottom, she's young, and it has these f- small intervention to stay young, a little more intervention, a little more. So at the bottom is like, wear sunscreen and drink water. At the top is facelift. And I'm looking at this thing forever. You know, it takes a while to come in. And I'm like, wow, there is not, it's A, the fairest person, which is me. So I'm like, well, me that too. doesn't feel good, right? And then also... It's not a dude, mm. right? Dudes aren't sitting there. And then the, the big ad below it was a picture of an ass with cellulite. And it was how do you, this new injectable drug that you can get rid of that. I'm like, wow, it is so tough to be a chick in some ways. I absolutely agree with you. It's right? been like that for, I mean, forever. Ever. Forever. Ever. And it, in my lifetime, it's changed quite a bit in some ways, and in other ways, it hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Yeah, so there you have that. <laughs> so <laughs> no, anyway, was, yeah. back to high school and Eric, no. Yeah, oh, here was- But, but you said something yeah. about your skin cancer. Yeah. It, it, it was cancer? No, thank God. So my father died of that. Of my skin m- cancer, he had melanoma? Yep. How old was he? 68. Oh my God, that's so young. It's too young. Was that the worst thing in the world for you? Were you close with your father? Yeah. Oh, immediately I could see it. Just hits my heart. When did this happen? Forever. It happened in '98, and I'm and and since wow. yeah, and I've lost a lot of people since then. My life has definitely been shaped by loss. But my mom has had it. My brother and my sister, and they're all my brother and sister are older. So every four months. Since he got it in 96, I go in and strip down and the guy looks me over and cuts a few things off. And then I get the, 10 days later, they call and say, you're fine. 
So that's how I guess you do it. I had it. I had skin cancer a year ago. You did? It was, it was squamish. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't melanoma, no. thank God. And no. I have to go in every six months for a checkup. Yep, that's it. I just it. was in there last week. Yep. And, uh, so you know the drill. See, this is this is the people that don't yeah. have melanin thing. Did he? Did he? Um, your father was he one that never went to the doctor? Never. If, if his, you would have went in early, they could have fixed it. Could have gotten to it. His was um, part of a mystery where it started inside his body, mm. and they didn't find it on the skin first. My and mother. That's rare. That's very rare. And then one of the treatments for it, in fact, the only treatment at that time, I don't know now, they would they would take that tumor and they would make a vaccine from your own tumor and inject it back into you for, I think he went every week and then it was every month and then it was every two months. But the hospital that removed the tumor lost the tumor. And so his what? yeah, so his chance of survival went from fifty percent to five with that lost item. Oh my god! Yeah, that's freaking brutal. It's brutal. So he got a general vaccine at the John Wayne Clinic here in California, and they do it at the Mayo and John Wayne. And you know, it's just they don't really have anything for it once it's done that. Oh, you know what's amazing is I could tell why you're such a great actress because when I mentioned your father, you immediately tapped into that. Emotion just came over you. Yeah. It was like, boom, right there. Yeah. You can easily cry on stage on set, can't you? I can, but you know, not if it's crap writing, right? So of like course, yeah. right. So like True Blood, I I love Skarsgard. You know, I love him. Wow. Emotional again. I know. So Alex would say she'll even cry if she talks about crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cry a lot when it's like I I don't have any filters at all. And but you know, when I was doing a billion guest stars on every procedural, and it's like my daughter's mother brother was it the bro brother's baby who got killed you know it was like i don't know how you do that for 12 hours a day i did it but it was just arg but when it's great writing you know like so when i got to the seasons where we found pam's more vulnerable side i i would just look at alex and think if i don't if i didn't even see him for a month i could cry about that so wow. yeah you had a close relationship with him i did and so just I hearing do. his name, yeah, immediately. Yeah, you, but yeah. I also cried when I met your dog. <laughs> you got a little emotional when you met Blanche. You love dogs. I could see it. You rescue. Aww. I love when people rescue. Go to Arm Animal Rescue Mission. My friend Shira runs it. Aww. Rescue an animal. There's so many animals. Rescue, rescue an animal for God's rescue sakes. Rescue for God's sakes. Yeah. It's not a purse. You don't need a designer dog. What's wrong with people? I don't get it. No, I, I don't, don't get, get it. it. You you know, you don't love the thing because it, it's purebred, you know, then that makes you crazy. Right. So you love the thing because you love the thing. You know what's weird is I never thought I could love something as much as I love my dog. Yeah. I am obsessed with her. Isn't it the best? I, I don't know. I, I start to think <laughs> something's wrong with me. Yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night to kiss her. I'm not, I swear to God. <laughs> just to hold her. And she's like, come on, dude. 
It's 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm sleeping. But I I just freaking, she barks. She knows yeah, she's, she just knows Hey, back it up. <laughs> but she's now, amazing. Now, is this your first dog? Uh, no, my other dog died two years ago, yeah. Irv, and um, that was that was painful. Ooh, it's so bad. It's bad. It's like, you know. It's so it's bad. It's family. It's, you're losing family. You're losing a kid. I could tap into that and that feeling when I had to put him down, and it's 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 not easy. Well, I would use my dog dying when I was on those freaking CSIs or whatever they are, and I'd cry. I'd be like literally trying to dredge up that day. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got found, Rocket Money. <laughs> I, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Yeah, I mean, you did a lot. You, you're not uh, kidding. L.A. Law, Everybody Loves Raymond, Two and a Half Men, uh, Star Trek, CSI, Desperate Housewives, Fantasy Island, Boston Legal, Justified, Lois and Clark, all these shows. I hoard around. Now... Was it was it exhausting? Was did you like being a guest star? Were you like, I want to be a regular? I want to mm-hmm. do. I mean, were you ever thinking of quitting? Oh God, did I think about quitting? So I all of the above because I came into the industry kind of just looking for. You know, I was an art major in school, design, right? Uh huh. And then I kind of went into fine art and then I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then I dropped out and my parents were mad. And so then <laughs> I, they didn't want to support me anymore. So I got a billion menial labor jobs. So I was working like five crappy jobs for minimum wage or less. What was minimum wage back then? I remember I was making three thirty-five at one job. Yeah, I was making $7 an hour, right? <sighs> so you have a billion roommates mm-hmm. and- you know, you're young, right? So you have more resiliency, really. And and, and I was craving adventure. So I was looking for a better job. So I went to makeup school because I was painting portraits and I thought I could actually paint faces. And then there is that's how I got on sets. And I was like, this is really fun because it was a nice balance to just you know, just I just pictured this life of being alone in a room doing art. Like, what do you even do with that? Like, how do you sell it? You know what I mean? You like, go crazy. Like, you go crazy. Yeah. So, which is pretty much what I've been doing the last two years. So, without being on a set. So, and you're selling stuff. You commission stuff. Yes, I do. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it's feeling more cool now than it did then. Then was... Just, I, I didn't know what the F I was going to do with my life. So, and now it's more of a passion. You can do this, you've done, you've had success, right? You keep working, and this is like, this is something I could just do and have fun with. That's now. it. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly it. I know it. that feeling. I had to leave the Shire, you know, have Smeagol, get the ring, throw it in the thing to get back to the Shire to go, oh, it's actually kind of nice here. Right. Right. <laughs> but I, I then ended up. Going to an acting class, I went to Beverly Hills Playhouse, so Milton Katsalis's, and I was with Jocelyn Jones, it was brilliant, and still is, and I remember she called new people down to the stage, and she said, what do you want to do here? And I was like, I'm just kind of looking for a better job than washing windows. (laughs) And she said, well, then this place isn't for you. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? Why? And she said, because we teach people to be great. And I said, no, that's cool. I mean, I'll be great. If you want me to be great, I'll be great. So then I got in the union through doing extra work. And then I ended up within like a year getting a series and being a series regular for a year. And I what thought show? it was called The Crew. 
So it was sitcom time. Right. Yeah. Right. And I loved I those I days. Yep. Oh, isn't it? Those were good days. I actually don't love doing sitcoms. I've done a couple and I don't know, my my anxiety and my stress of like having to learn, like Monday you do a table read, Tuesday everything yeah. changes, Wednesday you start putting it on yeah. its feet, Thursday they're still making changes and now you're doing it in front of the network and studio, Friday you're going up in front of a live studio audience. That is terrifying. It's terrifying. Now I did it and I thought I was good at it, but I it, it was too it was too hard for me it's stress wise. It, I, some people think it's the easiest job in the world. I don't think that. I don't, that's not how my mind works. You know, and maybe now that anxiety is a funny thing because I didn't have it back then. Me neither. Right? I mean, I did, but I was stressed, but now I know what anxiety really Ooh, is. Oh, me too. What happened? You know, it's a funny thing once it turns on. This happened to me <laughs> uh with claustrophobia. I'm, I'm that too, a little bit. Yeah, I can't be, I hate elevators. Oh, I could do cave dives. Mm -hmm. I, I did scuba diving where the where I went down in tunnels into the earth for 45 minutes mm -mm, in that. rock. Nope. The, the, the rock, the tunnels were so small, I had to hold my instruments nope. to my belly because my back was hitting and my tummy was hitting. No. Okay? Ryan? Now? No. I can get, I can be on an airplane in first class and be like, ooh, there it is. Uh, yeah. Turn on a movie, turn on a movie, do your belly breathing, um, hold your vagus nerve points. What's your vagus nerve points? So It's in your neck, right? Yeah, so it's down behind your ear on both sides down the neck. That, yeah. And you can put your, your finger like this behind your ear and kind of wrap your hand around and then put the other one in the other armpit. And then do your belly breathing. Make sure your exhale is longer than your inhale. And then, you know, have Xanax in your purse because if it's, if it, right? <laughs> and then do drugs. And then do drugs. But the, having the, the, knowing that I've got that in my purse, then I don't need it. Isn't that funny? Yes, because it is, it's a panic. And right now I'm doing a course, a big, long, six month long training in this stuff with this brilliant woman, Leslie Huddart. Um, because I don't want to be caught out like that again. Like COVID put me under, under dude. And, and anxiety went through the roof. Yeah. So I have a, so this real... is a six month course and for, for working on anxiety and yes. And six under... months yeah. that gives me anxiety. Yeah. That's a lot of work it's a lot but it's only a few hours a week because it's actually something it's called the body wisdom academy and it's learning about the subtle body and how the mind and the body and the spirit work together so there, there it's actually a grounding you know all these words we use so much that none of us know what they mean anymore but you know it's actually taking us out of those traps so you can't really rush it it's not the kind of thing we can type a it right. which type a people get anxiety yeah, these me. are the people that get anxiety right we're perfectionists we're type a we're quick fixes we want quick yeah, fix yeah we want to be in control we want a quick fix we're going to solve it none of that's going to work here because we've got to move back over out of the mind because the mind is the the terrorist and into what you could call the space of the heart, which would be more subtle. Mm. And when we're 
on a set and on a plane and getting home and you got to do laundry and do this before. I mean, you and I saw each other in a billion planes. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's just, we never stop going. Yeah, It's a great thing. It's a wonderful life. Also, there's no room to hear the whispers from whatever you think God is. That's That's a... That's a distracted world. You know, we're distracted, we're moving, we're entertaining, we're performing. So, you know, this course has been, I think, where I need to go in the last act of my life. Last act, she says. Like, this is the last. It's so funny because someone else, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine right there, signed it. Hey, That's Rosie so Pants, weird. His groovy. name is coming up a lot right now in he's, my life he's just a great guy he's been on the podcast a couple of times i've gone gotten stoned with him went bike riding <laughs> i love it. we were just texting in fact you want to see what my last text to bruce was yes all right i'll show it to you it's very quick it's very quick it is you used to love me i said <laughs> he said you used to be lovable <laughs> and i go thank you that's the kind of relationship we <laughs> that's bruce campbell but That's um, but fabulous. I'm glad you're doing this. And Bruce said that he's in his third act, and the third act is fuck everything else. I'm doing this for me. The, That's this it. This is the third act. That's this is the, the third final act. chapter. That's it. There's three acts. That's it. So you're 20, 30, then yeah. to your 50, yeah. 55, 60, or whatever. That's it. And then the rest. That's it. And so you're like you're taking care of anything that you think is out of whack. Yeah. Imbalanced. That's it. And that sort of like. What do I want to do? I don't really know. You know, it's an interesting question throughout the day because there's all this stuff I have to do. What do you have to do? You got to pay property tax and I got to do the laundry and I got to now fix my fence and then I, you know, stuff. I got to go to the mailbox place and get the mail. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can have your husband do that. I do try to get him to do as much as possible. But <laughs> Von Straten. Von Straten is a Straten. He is a beyond brilliant musician. His music, people with anxiety. I mean, like that's how I met him, because his music is so brilliant. He is an autistic genius. So he's just autistic not, or artistic. Both. Okay. And. So he's not really good at tasks. You know what I mean? He's mm. good at getting the mail. Great at getting the mail. Oh, good. He can walk the dogs pretty good. <laughs> uh, good at getting the mail. Affectionate? Mm, mm. Yes and no. You know, because his type. He's a Capricorn, isn't he? He's a Virgo. Oh, okay. They, the, but this autistic, artistic personality needs a lot of space because they're always dysregulated. Mm. They are born dysregulated. So he they they can't handle inflow. They you know if he goes to the grocery store, he's got to take hours to get back to center, you know, right. by himself. Yeah. You know, you were talking about uh I, I said was there was there ever a time when you wanted to quit? Like, oh the same face. Duh. What kept you going? Um, probably not having anything else that I've ever done to pay my bills. Because and and that would probably be the truth. And then when I'm on the set, I was doing a series in 2019 in Canada, in Vancouver, which I love Vancouver. What series? Sacred Lies. Okay. And 
I was, my dog was dying and I was flying in and out and I was exhausted. And I actually, uh, when they were trying to do the deal and business affairs at Facebook network, were really being dicks. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was in the emergency room with my dog and he had had a stroke, we didn't know what. And my manager called over and over and over and I finally picked up and was like, I can't. Can't talk now, that's what the text meant when I said can't talk now. We've been together for 30 years, my manager and I, so so we, we can yell at each other right. and not hate each other. And he said, all right, but just hear me out. Here's the deal, here's what they want, we have an hour. And I said, well, then the answer is no. And I, I, I've never said no to anything. I can't say no. But it's powerful when you mean it. Holding my dog, I was like, then if they can't wait while I'm in the frickin' emergency room, goodbye. And he took the job for me anyway. And now post pandemic or whatever, now endemic, I'm glad he did. Right. But there was a lot around that job where I didn't want to be there. But I remember standing there so clearly waiting to enter the scene. The scene was happening in a bedroom on a set and I could see Video Village and I could see the boom guy. And I was like getting ready to walk in and do kind of a, a great scene, great writing. And I was like, I love this. Really? Actually, I love this. I love the set. I love these carny motherfuckers. Bunch of crazy bastards just making shit. It's the best, the most creative. I mean, the people that Such we, good people on cruise. Most oh, crews are always the most wonderful people. The best. Just down to earth, real people. I always right? become friends with them. I just feel, I know. I'm a kid from Indiana. I just want to hang out, have I'm a smoke Wisconsin, with Russ. I'm from Wisconsin, right? We're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, man. These are the oh. best people ever. But you love acting. I love acting. That part between action and cut. Now, everything around it, right? Like this, we don't get Waiting to- Waiting. Oh. Take after take after oh sitting after- Oh my God, after sitting after, I mean, it's, it's just- It's not glamorous. People think- no. I, I've invited people and said, I've talked about this before. And they're like, okay. And then like, why are you doing this for the 10th time? We're, we want to go. 10th <laughs> time. They were so excited. I now know. they're like, we want to get the hell out and of here. And you're like, at 10, are it, you yeah. kidding? Imagine doing it. <laughs> Imagine doing it. <laughs> 12 hours and a day. I'm going to do it for another 50 takes, yeah. you know, and and my feet hurt and uh, God knows what that fog is I've been inhaling for 20 years. <laughs> right? I always talk about to, to be do we have to have the fucking fog? <laughs> what it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool and I'm dead. I know. And they, I know I'm they dying go it's from fine. It's fine. We did not do one scene on True Blood without True the fog. True Blood definitely with vampires and Are shit. Are you kidding? And Always had, yeah. Yeah, and we went to nights every week, you know, so we flipped back and forth. And our shoots, <laughs> our shoots were minimum. We started at 15-day episodes and we ended up at 25-day episodes. So we were doing three pages a day. So you're doing that wait, thing. Wait, wait, 25, wait, how many, what, what? say yes. that again? Say that again? We did 25 days for every, 20 days for every episode. Why? 20 days on Smallville with all the supernatural and all the effects. We did 10 days. Uh-huh. That must have been a fortune to make that show. A fortune. 
And they probably didn't pay you well. A fortune. They did not until we renegotiated, <laughs> mm. you know, when it was a hit. And then they were generous. Right. You know, for that two years. Who are you close with on True Blood still? Besides Deborah Ann Wall, you have Truest Blood, the podcast. Yeah. Go listen to that, folks. You got to listen to that. <laughs> it's so it's awesome. much fun. It's, you, got, you can tell how much fun you're having. But who, besides Deborah, are you still really close with? Or you could text. My vampire crew. So like Moyer, Stephen Moyer. Mm. See, I'm going to cry. <laughs> there you go. You really love the people you work with. Who else? I love them so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Anna Paquin. Are you still close with her? Yes. That's so beautiful. I she love seems these like a doll. People. She's a doll. And all the people like I got to know like Sam Trammell. I did one scene with him. But I got to know him in the parking lots and the events and after table reads. And cuz we really the we were very segregated. I did not not work with shapeshifters and fairies and all these other you know, inferior supernaturals. But I got to be friends with like Michelle Forbes. And so I Mariana Claveno, like all these people. And, and, and when I'm doing the podcast and I'm reaching out to directors and producers and special effects guys and camera guys and, and wardrobe people, oh my God, Audrey Fisher, our wardrobe person and, and her wife, Desi. I mean, like, so the podcast, I, 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 I cry just the whole, the podcast is me crying <laughs> and Deb keeping this shit on the rails. <laughs> Does she always tell you like, come on, calm down, stop crying. You're she fine. does an outline and it, and we'd really stick close to it. Here's what she'll cry here. Yes. Kristen will cry and I'll <laughs> keep going. Um, wow. And you did how many seasons? Cause you were the seven, f- seven, the first season you were recurring and then they signed the you first to do two, first two. And then you became a regular. Yes. And, um, man, that's great. That's great. Did you love when they asked you to be a regular? I guess, I guess oh. you were tired of becoming a worker and you're like, I'm not doing this it's anymore. Terrible. You have to make me a regular. Well, I, I, yes, I said that season one, I said that season two and they were like, mm, no, we're good. Thank you. Wow. So I did a pilot each year and I was doing a recurring on another show and I'm busting my balls like I've been doing forever, flying around. And then season three, my manager called me one day and said, it was after table read. And he said, what did you do at that table read? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be fired again. I've been fired a lot. Oh, I want to hear this, but keep going with the story. Okay. So I'm like, uh, nothing. I didn't do 
I did what I always do. I always fucking bring it to those things because they fire people. Yes. So, and I come from that comedy world. So you fucking bring it. You know, Skarsgård's so confident with just in his whole life. He's such a calm, wonderful person to to be near, to just absorb some of that Skarsgårdness. But he just, you know, eats his lunch and kind of like, oh, where are we? And then, you know, sort of reads his line and it, and you know me, I'm tap dancing on the tightrope with the symbols between my knees, juggling plates. That's <laughs> what it feels like. So I said I didn't. I did the same thing I always do. I, I, I and he goes, "What did you do?" This is my manager. He's such a, a funny guy. He's intense. And I'm like, I did the same thing. I brought it, Ben. I did the same thing. He goes, "Well, they want to make you a regular." I'm like, what? Wow. And then I had done another pilot. And they wanted you? And they we called them and said, say, can you release her two weeks early? Two weeks early. And they said, we just sold it. No. And I'm like, I had to put my head between my knees. They weren't going to allow you to do it? They weren't going to allow me to do it. And I called Mark Gordon, big deal producer. And he was like, no. I called the other producer, begged him. And he was just insulted. He's like, so you want to do that show, but you don't want to do our show. And I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking hit. This is HBO. This is HBO. This is True Blood, damn it. I mean, Anna won a Golden Globe. Are you kidding me? I know these people. I bet this thing is going. I loved our pilot, but let's be honest. We don't know how long it's going to be on the air. Are you kidding? Did we all just get off the bus? So, so what happened? Oh, my God. They said, no, no, no. HBO is going, we got to close the deal. We got to close the deal. They don't know that I'm on hold. And we called a woman producer there. And I, I, crying, of course, begged her. And she said, let me see what I can do. And they let me out. Did the show ever make it? No. I think, you know what, and, 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 and that's the interesting thing, is that I, I've, checked, I've checked back on it a couple of times. I was, it was like a DC wow. show. And I was playing like the Sarah Palin character. It was pretty fun. And, but... I think it got aired as like a movie of the week, maybe. Could you imagine if you didn't get True Blood and you had to do that and that was it? Oh my God. And Your I, life would have been t completely different. Completely different. These sliding doors where we have no control, which is the anxiety personality type that doesn't mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, you know, usually our types have had trauma with a little T. So, you know, we haven't been to Afghanistan, but life has been interesting. <laughs> That is true, yes. So before that, I had done the pilot on Hung and got fired. Why did you get fired? So not my fault, actually, on this one. So <laughs> Are the other ones your fault? No, actually, none of them were, damn it. But um, I, what's his name? He he directed Sideways, and he had just won the Oscar. Mm, I don't know Alec. His name. Alexander Payne. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. See, he knows things. He doesn't know con, con concentric circles. Concentric circles, but and neither do you. <laughs> he knows that. Go ahead. Yeah, that is in your defense. That is more useful to us than concentric circles. It is. So why'd you get fired? So, so to try to make that succinct, um, this was one of those things, and it just shows the class of HBO. Actually, is the moral of the end of the story. Well, uh, Sue Nagel, she's no longer there. Mm, I remember Sue Nagel. I pitched her a show. She didn't take it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, Sue. Well, I, 
It was one of those auditions, you've probably had these, where they say, we've seen everyone in town, no one is right. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Boy, and there's no problem with the script, of course, when they've seen a thousand actresses who can't make it work. But I do tend to kind of come in the bottom of the ninth and solve problems for people. So I did that because they said, actresses just aren't getting the humor. I read the scene and it's a sobbing divorce scene. And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. So it was set in the Midwest, thank God, because I gave her a Fargo accent and I didn't cry. So me, the crier. And so I, cause then it was funny. So, and I read with, who's the other actor? So it's Alexander Payne and Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. These people that have interesting names. So Thomas Jane reads with me and he's a quirky duck, right? So he's not like, he's kind of improvising, which is a weird thing to do to the person who's auditioning because I just need to know what the rhythm will be and there wasn't. So I get it. Fly to Detroit and we're rehearsing and Thomas Jane is like, he says his line and then I'm about to say my line and he says his line again. And then, oh, Okay, and then I go to say my, he says his line again. I'm like, wait, what? what's happening? So then he keeps repeating his line, kind of the Stella Adler thing maybe I'm thinking. And then he kind of starts rolling on the floor, doing yoga or something. And I'm like, uh, this is interesting, I've never, I'm, I'm, like a, I'm like an old whore actress. I'm like, what do you want? You know, all right, let's get your pants off. Let's get this thing going. Like, I'm going to hit my mark. I don't care what you do. Right. I'm going to kill this thing. I don't even know that my scene partners are there because I can't, you can't rely on that. You can get fired if you're not prepared within your own circle. Right. And so I don't really know what's happening. So I do what I did in the test. Afterwards, Alexander Payne says, oh my God, Tom. You're so great to work with. I would so much rather film what you just did than what we have to film. Oh, and Kristen on the day, no accent, you'll be crying. And he leaves. And he just won the Oscar. And I'm like, he's wrong. But he just won an Oscar. So they had me, he said, no makeup on Kristen. They dyed my hair mousy. They put me in baggy, ugly clothes with food on him. And I'm sobbing for 12 hours. Snots running down my face. I, I don't want to be married to you. And I'm trying to save this one line where she's like, back in high school, you were the star athlete. You were this, you were that. And now you're just hung. So there was one line, right? Where I could maybe still keep my job. So then it got, and then the producers at, would kind of at the end of the day, they went, oh, good job, Kristen. That was very funny. And I'm like, wow, it's not, it hmm. wasn't. And you went home. And I went home. Oh, and I did not get along with the dude, Eddie, Eddie James or something. He was in the Oceans movies. But he, she just didn't get along. He played my husband. First person in ever, ever. I've never gotten along. I get along with everybody. He hated me. And he basically told me that. Jesus. So, yeah. He looked me up online and saw that my dad had guns and he attacked the shit out of me about gun control. And I'm like, hey, I'm a liberal. I got it. My dad, I loved him. He's dead. That was his generation. They were old West guns. He liked John Wayne. Okay, so anyway, back what to the scene. Tears. Right? I'm in tears. And I say to him, please, please, can you let this go? 
We're going to work together. We're playing husband and wife. We're going to be touching each other tomorrow. Bizarre. I go back to LA and it's picked up. And my manager goes, aren't you excited? And I'm like, uh, I'm confused. And then I was fired. They got Anne Heche. She did, they rewrote it. And she did a completely different character and scene. And it was so much better. But the night that I got fired, I went out to dinner with my husband. And this woman comes over to me. And she says, hi, I'm Sue Nagel. I'm the president of HBO. And I'm like, oh, right. Because I only met her in the test. So you're not really able to retain faces in that circumstance. And and she said, it wasn't you. And I'm like, how a classy lady. I didn't wow. see her in the restaurant. It never happens. I didn't recognize her. She, she came up to you. That's class. And she said, the scene just didn't work. You didn't work with him. It's not you. And I can send it to you if you want to see it. So you know it's not you. Did you, you. watch it? I said, I'm, I don't want to watch it. Oh, and at the end of the day, Alexander Payne said to me, you're the best actress I've ever worked with. And then we called him to say, my manager called him to say, well, then go to bat for her. It was your direction that got her fired. And he was like, hey, I'm out of it. I directed the pilot. I'm good. But I couldn't have done True Blood. If it all happens for a reason. That one did. It does. A lot of these things have happened to me where I just like, ah, I didn't get that. And then you know, all these things, just, this didn't get picked up. And then boom, yep. I land this. Yes. Oh, man. So that's a nice one, right? Fired. Oh, I get true blood. Much better. Mm -hmm. I, everybody loves me and I love them. You you always, you play a lot of dark characters. Yeah. And it's funny hanging out with you here and knowing you, you're such like a light. You're so fun. You're so easy to talk to you seem you don't seem like an evil person but then i watch a movie <laughs> like the boy behind the door oh yeah that was fun and i was like here's what's funny i i wasn't i don't know for what reason but i didn't place it i wasn't i was watching you but i wasn't it was it, you were so good i'm not Thank guys you. the boy behind the door it's one of these little independent movies that's really well directed yeah She's phenomenal. You were so effed up. I so effed up. And I had to look you up. Who's this? I go, oh, it's her. <laughs> because you were so crazy. So crazy. And I was I was just blown away. It really, gosh, if I was uh, if I was directing something and I was considering something, your agent should send a scene from that or go watch yeah. this movie. You can see yeah. what she does. She doesn't need to read for you. Right. That's the kind of movie that was, that performance. Uh, I haven't seen it because I hate watching myself. But... Oh, are you another one of those actors who doesn't uh, like watching themselves? Have you ever watched yourself? Yes. Um, well, and mainly for the podcast. Now I'm having to watch the show like uh, five times. Do you like yourself? I do. You know, <laughs> I do. Pamela. I like Pam. You know, it really is better watching it. And and I've seen, there was another little movie I did, um, The Story of Luke, was it? Um, about an autistic kid. And I watched some scenes of that. And you see yourself when you're looping. But I really love that little movie too. I love playing an evil character. So I, I love- I do too. Right, I love it, right? Isn't it great? It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. more interesting, especially when there's backstory, there's yep. subtext, there's, yep. you know, and, and always, I always tell people this, that they ask or an actor asks me, it's like, it's it's the, the 
the easiest thing to do yeah is just act like you're bad right and that's never the thing to do right it's not interesting so true if you play against it yeah and the lines are good enough yes it should come through that's it you shouldn't have to do too much that's right you shouldn't have to twirl the mustache right and so <laughs> there's stuff where they're like no we want you to be bad and like i was talking you know we do a, a talkville uh podcast about oh, smallville cool, yeah. tom and i and ryan and i was just talking about one of the actresses on an episode she was a, a guest star but she played it like she was supposed to be the bitchy high school student. Yeah. She's like, I am popular and this. And I'm like, oh my God, why is she playing it so on the character, uh, caricaturist, characteristic yeah. nose? Yeah, say um, that. And, you know, it's just like, anyway, that's, yep. but I love yes. it. You, you, you got to play it. With, it makes it much more interesting. And, you know, that's the thing with the writing, right? And then that you know it's sort of crazy how true blood came together where every huge 300 people worked to make that show happen and everyone was incredible and fabulous and fun and weird and it comes from the top down right mm -hmm. so all of we'd have 45 speaking roles every episode and every actor even background players were what you just described they just let the writing play yeah and they were cast right, right? So I couldn't play all the other characters, but somehow Pam was in there and then the writing collaborates. Yeah, you know, one of my acting uh, professors in college, I was doing, what was I doing? I was doing some, I was doing Chekhov. I was doing oh, wow. something. And I was in the back for this long scene. It must've been 25 minutes long. And I I just go, hey, Dr. Leonard, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I got, I got nothing to say. Right. I'm, I'm not saying anything. Do I need to be here? He goes, Michael, your character has everything to say. He just chooses not to say it. Uh. And I go, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know? sort of like. But it was a good note. It was like, oh. So he's just thinking, listening, whatever it is, it yeah. made me more interesting. Yeah. Instead of just waiting for my line or waiting for, because a lot of times you're not listening. You're just kind of like, oh, fuck, here I am. I'm in this totally. I don't have anything you're to like, do. You're like, did I lock the front door? Oh, I hope I locked the front door. <laughs> what am I going to have for dinner? Pizza? That's true. You know, that that's the perfect description of my husband, actually. Because he never talks. <laughs> well, you could talk for him. Yeah. By the way, I talk at you, him. You at him. <laughs> I talk for him. I talk around him. I talk about him. The role dancing at the blue. Yeah. Iguana. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I read yeah. that you had to. Do, you were playing a porn star. Yeah. And you had to do this nude scene. Yeah. Now that a lot of actresses or act would say, no, I'm not yeah. doing that. I am not. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, you know, self-conscious. We're all these things. Oh, it was brutal. Were you very self-conscious? Did you not want to do it? Did you say no, 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 no? What made you do it? And how did you get comfortable yeah. playing a role like that? Oh, that was intense. So I, that was in this period where I was sitcom girl mm. and they were going extinct. And I was not even allowed to like pre-read for dramas. No one would see me as anything but kind of the dingbat, dung blonde and mm. the funny girl. And I loved playing those roles and would have happily done it the rest of my life, but they went away and I had to eat. So this came along and my manager and I thought, because he had just won the Oscar for Postman. He did a remake of it, I believe. Was it with Kevin Je Costner movie? No, was it with Jessica Lange? Did he read, what was the... So he had done 90, he'd adapted 1984. Mm -hmm. I forget his name and I forget the 
the movie. Um, yeah, look up Blue Iguana. And because he had this crazy reputation for being one of those directors at that time. And the movie had some buzz because it was all improvised, no script. So you had Orwell was a novel. Orwell's novel? No. Look up Dancing at the Blue Iguana and see who the director was. Look up, Brian. I'm on it. Uh, uh, Michael, Michael Radford. Michael, Michael Radford. Radford. Okay, what did he do before that? Oh, he did do The Postman in 1994. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, Jessica And he, did, a, and he did 1984 in 1984. That's a little on the nose. Yeah, so he adapted the Orwell's book, and it was brilliant. And then he adapted, he redid Postman, Always so Rings Twice. So kind of twice. prestigious people here he was hot at that time right real prestigious english guy and so i wanted to and it was improvised this thing so i wanted to show what i could do so you had to improvise your way into this movie or out of this movie and depending on what you did or didn't do you were in it or not in it and so it was a very weird structure but um dysfunctional group actually it was it was not super fun sandra o was in it daryl hannah sandra o and i got to work together she's so wonderful but i auditioned so you had to make up a character so i made up a character and came in and a friend of mine helped me because we knew it was in the stripper world and he was a male stripper a gay dude one of my best friends and he helped me make up this character so i brought this character in and and oh my god it was in a theater so they had all the people auditioning just sitting in the theater. And watching you, you. Watching you. That sucks. It sucks. I like to be by myself with nobody. I don't want people to hear me. Yeah. I hate that. It's horrible. And you're stuck there for three hours because each person is going down doing their thing. Right. Then I got a call back. So in our world, you do the same thing you did. You don't change your shirt. You don't change nothing because you want to do what you're doing something right. Doing something right. So I go back in with the same character and they're like, what are you doing here with the same character? And I'm like, wow, you really want me to make up another character? Like you can just, you know, like like I'm on freaking SNL. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I auditioned for that too. So anyway, I did make up five characters for that. But oh, that was that was an interesting day. Wow. You gotta love actors. We're game, man. But back then, did they at a certain point make you take off your shirt to see if like- So then- Because they can't do that now, right? No, they can't do it now, but they did because then um, Michael called me and said, he said, they said, all right, you know, Michael was there. They said, all right, you do the same character. And, but I did different stuff because it's improvised. Mm -hmm. So that's also awful and terrifying. So then he called and said, I want to have lunch with you. So he said, look, I love you. I want to hire you. You're incredible. But I got to have Daryl Hannah because she puts butts in seats. And she's also incredible. But I had gotten there first. But, you know, her name came in. And then I had to step aside, as you do. So then I get a call. that. So they've been in rehearsal for months, improvising in this crappy theater on Santa Monica. Months in a room, stripping. There's a stripper pole, the whole thing. And they call me and say, it's our last day Friday show up and bring what you got and we'll see if you can we can work you into the movie in a scene or two. I sit there for like five hours in the hall trying to stay in my head in whatever character. Then they go, come on in. And the other girls are all dancing and the music's on and they're pretending that they're in the, oh God, even worse. First, it was play improv games. 
So they, they all know the improv warm-up games. I've never done improv. So to me, this is just stupid. <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. So I do the stupid improv games. And then then we get to, well, we're in the, the, re the rehearsal room. And so it, it becomes that I come in and they all hate me. And I'm like, okay, do they really hate me? Or are, this, are we improving? Okay, we're improving. So Daryl Hannah doesn't really hate me. But there was no like, hi, Kristen, nice to meet you. Just Welcome went, to our go. crazy crew. It was like I walk in the room and they immediately, they were living it. I'm like, okay, not used to that. Um, so then I just went, all right. So then they go, yeah, this is Nico. She's going to be headlining. So I'm like headlining. Okay, so I'm the headliner. So this whole thing evolves. And then everyone starts taking their clothes off. In this, I'm I'm auditioning, so I go fuck it, take my clothes off. In the it, audition, in this this improvisational room, yes. You just took your shirt off, <laughs> yes, and your pants, yes. You got naked, naked, and everyone else did, yes. You're nude, and so I'm there nude with everybody. How many people are in the room? There's like all the actresses from the thing, like six actresses, the director, some other producers. We're all just naked, and not you them. said. <laughs> Fuck it. I said, fuck it. And you did it and you weren't scared. I was petrified. I was shaking. And I was like, okay, this is the film. And I'm, I was just being crazy and brave, I guess. Really more brave because this was the role. And I knew that. So, and they're all naked. So I'm like, all right, you know what? You want to, and, and they're being. Was Daryl there? Yeah. She was naked? Naked. What? On the pole, she D was crazy. Daryl Hannah's naked, going crazy on a pole. Yep. You're naked. Everybody's naked. The producers, ha this has to be the best day of their lives. The best day of their lives. And <laughs> and they might have been in their like- perverted lives. Yes. And they might have been, I don't remember who else was like, had on bottoms or someone had a top on or whatever, but we were all like pretty much in our skivvies. And then I get a call going, you're in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Damn. And they go, so you're playing a porn star and there's going to be an outline. So I get the outline script and it says no dialogue or anything, but it was like Nico goes on stage to do a striptease and it's so incredible. No one wants to go on the stage and follow her. That's and I'm terrifying. Like, no pressure. Now, these girls have been for three months in stripper school. I I call and go, uh, what what do I do? that is better than the splits, which I can't do. And what I saw Daryl doing on the pole, Sheila Kelly, who produced and starred in the movie, started, you know, the strippers, the exercise thing, S-curve or something it's called. Yeah. All around town, these housewives are, are in LA on poles doing exercise classes on a stripper pole. That's her, her, she's made probably millions. She's so good. She's hanging upside down. But you had no classes you had no experience nothing you just got up there and winged it nothing i can't even touch my toes i'm not flexible neither can i i mean and i'm like are you fucking kidding what am i supposed to do but you did it they go well figure it out so i hire michelle pfeiffer's whip trainer from batman no joke and i go dude teach me a whip routine because i can't touch my toes i can't do pole i went to stripper school for a week and was and hurt my shoulder <laughs> I, I mean have you seen the scene Yes. And did you like it? It's so, it's so over the top. Because here's what happened. After months of working with the whip guy, and I even rehearsed on the set, I show up and they've lowered the ceiling. All the lights are hanging down. And on the day, 
I can't do my whip routine. Because the whip hits the ceiling. Because the whip hits the ceiling. So you had to scratch that. I, I. Oh my God. If I would have known what a panic attack was, I would have known I was having one. But I could barely breathe. I was like, I have nothing. Then they bring in all the extras. Then the room is lit brighter than an OR because on film it'll look darker. And there's a hundred people there and I have no routine. And I'm, oh, and then I had picked the song, Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah. But they couldn't, they said, we can't play the song because we're going to have to put it in later in post. And I'm like, uh, oh my God. I can't do this. And I tried, I did one with the whip. The whip trainer goes, I'll give you a shorter whip. You can totally do it. You can totally do it. I did one or so swing trying to keep it low and it got caught in the lights. And I'm standing there half dressed going, I'm sorry, I have to start over. Hello? hello. But you did it. So I just took all my clothes off. So the deal was that I had to show boobs and not bush. I just took everything off because I had to fill three minutes of song and I had no whip. Oh my God. And the first take was so bad. My friend, the male stripper was there on the day to help me. He came over and he was like, you are tanking. You're not going to be in this movie. You have to freaking own it. And he was like, gave me like, you know, like a slap, like something you'd see on some reality TV show. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's shaking me and he's like, you got this. I'm like, I don't. You do. I do. You you do. I do. And then I just, I went out there and I just fucking took everything off and went nuts. And they clapped? Yes. I bet they they did. They were paid to, but they should have clapped because this is like- (laughs) And I had been working out and not eating much. I'd been eating salads and working out and spray tanning. I was so nervous. Oh, my God. That sounds like a panic attack if I've never heard one. That is insane. And then the the one acting scene I got, Radford was in a mood. And I start the scene sleeping. And and they go action. And I open my eyes. He goes, cut. I can see you acting. And I'm like, what? I just opened my eyes. I can see you acting. He's yelling at me. And I'm like, okay, sorry. I do it again. I open my eyes. I sit up. He goes, no, 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 no. You've got to be it. S- try again. I'm like, wow. And they looked at me and went, welcome. So this went for 17 oh, takes. God. 17 no, takes. And then he comes out and goes, forget it. Get off my set. Leave. Goodbye. I think I- I- I'm... I'm- in the parking lot, all the cast met me with champagne. They were like, it's not you. <laughs> but they didn't cut that scene. Then he calls me from the editing bay. And he says, you know, it's Michael. I'm like, yes, what? And he goes, you're brilliant. It's my favorite scene in the movie, something like that. And he said, which take do you think I used? And I'm like, I don't want to play this game. The, the, the 11th, I don't know. The first. Yep. He used the first take. So God love him. He called me and he told me that he used the first take and I was brilliant. So his way is to like scare you. This is called shit talking with Kristen Bauer. <laughs> is it Kristen Bauer von Stratton? It, it, you know, I- Can I just say, do you want, when we do the show, should it be just Kristen Bauer? Yeah, it's easier. Okay. Shit talking with Kristen Bauer. These are my top tier patrons who get to ask these questions. Uh, they also get shout outs and other things. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you to join and support the podcast. Could use your help. Here we go. This is fast, rapid fire. Okay. Kelly S, love your acting. What inspires you? Um, Thank you. Um, I, the writing inspires me and working with other people. That inspire you? Yeah. 
Maya P., what is something people would be surprised to learn about you? I love John Wayne. Really? I'm obsessed with well, John Wayne. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christy, wow. What was Anna Paquin like to work with? And can you get her on inside of you? Oh, she's the best, the best, the best. Would she do the podcast? I'll, I'll ask her when I when she says yes you to Truist You can tell what fun you had, right? Yes. You know, she is absolutely the most incredible actress, the most professional, the most brave. Talk about naked outside at night in 19 degrees, never complains and has your back. Uh, I remember when she won the Oscar for supporting actor for the, pia the piano. Yeah, she's like 10. I remember as a little girl, as uh, watching her as she was a little girl, she said, I, I just want to thank Beanie. And I want to, and she had this cute little, <laughs> and it was so adorable. And I was like, oh, I love this girl. The little New Zealander. Yeah. Michelle Kay, did you get to keep your fangs or anything cool from True Blood? I did keep my fangs and we were going to have a fang off on the podcast because I still lisp and Deb doesn't. And I broke them. So I have to try to fix them. I have to gorilla glue them. You can fix them. I, I hope so. Little Lisa, what was the last TV show you binge watched? Ted Lasso. Really? Mm-hmm. Raj, did you have a mentor that helped guide you as you tried to pursue an acting career? My acting teachers, um, Jocelyn Jones, Jeffrey Tambor, and Milton Katsalas. Who do you remember growing up that was a huge influence on who the woman that you've become? Who who really inspired you? Who was who was it that gave you confidence? That gave you love, unconditional love, and gave you that confidence? Well, the tears you can see probably my dad. Really. Yeah. Was he always the one that said, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'll do uh, uh, whatever you do, I'm happy with. I just want you to be yeah. happy. He was. There was a phase there where it was like, but go to college and get a degree. And if you don't, mm -hmm. I'm going to hate you forever because um, you're a loser. So there was that phase. But then he came around and said, I can't believe I didn't trust you. Oh, that's beautiful. I know. He, well, was, he could just be an honest person, an honest he was father. An ally. Yeah. You know? Just admit your flaws, admit when you're wrong, be yeah. a human being. Yeah, that's something I just never experienced. Never experienced Yeah, that. and I'm sorry you didn't because life is hard enough as it is. Mm -hmm. If you your know? parents don't believe in you. Right. <sighs> it's rough. See, that's that's trauma with a little, that's a trauma with a medium T. You know, that's dysregulation from the start, which I, for other reasons, have dysregulation from the start because there was a big loss in my family when I was a kid. But- what was that loss? You don't have to talk about it. A sister who died. How young? Seven. Do you remember? No, I was I was basically in the womb when it happened, and and um, was born into a family that was trying to move forward. I, I I just hear everyone always says the worst thing imaginable is losing a child. It's the worst. It's the worst. I can't even imagine. Yeah, my poor mom. Yeah. What's What's next besides you're doing your art? Yeah. Where can people go see your art? So my website is being redone because I think if you go to Kristen Bauer Art, it's literally a porn site comes up. Someone oh, perfect. <laughs> so, Guys, head to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to kristenbauer.com and look at my art there. And then I'm, <laughs> and see what happens. Because either way, it's going to be fun. But I. Go to your Instagram and you can, I'm sure yeah, they can find stuff. Exactly. My Instagram, which is Kristen Bauer, I. I post my paintings that I'm doing now and I'm doing the podcast and I'm auditioning. Truest blood and you're auditioning. Yeah. 
what do you want to do? Do you want to do a comedy next, a movie? Uh, do you? Is this really just anything that's good writing? I kind of want to do. I'd love it to be good writing, but my f- top priority is decent hours. I always say that. I don't know what happened, but once I hit 50, I'm like, I, I don't want to work every day 14 hours a day. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I just want to work a couple of days and have my hang out with my dog and my friends. Me too. And do fun things. I want to hang out with my dog and my friends I don't, and I don't do fun want, things. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I think it. that's everybody's goal. No one wants right? to work all the time. I'm over 50. I Me don't, too. I don't want to work 14 hours a day plus commute minimum. I don't want to be outside all night. <laughs> Listen to this woman. I don't want to be cold or too hot. I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this this has been awesome. I, I really can talk to you forever. I could talk to you forever, this too. Is re- this is really fun. Ryan, wasn't this great? It was so fun. It really was great. We went over. What is this, 10 minutes over? Probably. I never go 10 minutes over. You don't? Very seldom. Probably 20% of the time. Wow. I go over an hour, 55 minutes, an hour. And I'm just. But yeah, I, I could go on. But we I will. could too. This is great. Where do you live, by the way? Not your address, but where, what part of town? North Hollywood. Well, you're right around the corner. Yes. This wasn't hard for you. No, it wasn't. All right. This I, I love you for coming. And, thank um, you. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you today. Yes. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you today. That's Inside of You Podcast. As you know, guys, nice. follow Kristen Bauer. She's amazing. If you haven't seen her work, see The Boy Behind the Door. See True Blood. See uh, 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 Once Upon a Time. See... Um, what else should they say? Well, fun fact, I was manhands on Seinfeld. That's right. Yeah, there's a fun fact. They used one of the crew guy's hands for the inserts. (laughs) Yes, yes. How much popularity did you get for that? Well, A, popularity and more residuals than I got from HBO. Like, How much have you made off being on one episode of Seinfeld as manhands? Oh my God, I wish I knew that because- Would you say more than $20,000? yeah. I'm guessing. Off a guest star. Off a guest star. Off a guest star that paid me probably 3000 on the day. Did you know what I mean? people shout at you, man hands? Well, yes. And oh. it, it is really fun. The fun part is once a decade, I will randomly see Jerry Seinfeld at the grocery store or something, right? Hey, so So random. How are you? Well, yeah. And then I think, oh, he's not going to remember, you know, a billion guest stars. And then I go, he won't know my name. So then I go, should I say I should? I? And then I usually walk over to him and go, I, I'm man hands. It's so fun. And he and goes, then, oh, yeah, immediately? Totally, immediately. He's so friendly and lovely. How funny is that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course I remember you. Yeah, yeah. He does. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I'm one of the few people, I haven't seen that episode, but I'm going to. I've only seen probably 10 episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah, I hadn't seen it either. But my brother is obsessed and most of the world is. But I want to sit down and just watch every season. I started doing that during the pandemic because I needed to laugh. I watched Cheers that I hadn't mm. seen. I watched Seinfeld. So brilliant. Oh, I mean, yeah. Cheers is brilliant. Yeah. Last last question. Favorite, and Ryan, I'm going to ask you this. Favorite theme song from the 80s or 90s TV shows? I'm trying to Just think don't of say friends. what was... I haven't seen Friends. Um we were opposite then. I so. bet we've been together for a million years. I'll say Magnum. Magnum. How did it go? Um, oh, I, I don't remember. Can't remember. I can't do it. I know. I could hear it though. Magnum. It's also a condom. 
Yeah, that's right, though. That reminds me. Is it Magnum P.I.? Yeah, look, the, the original with Tom Selleck. So I watched that whole show through during the pandemic. So the reason, I don't know it's the best theme song, but I do have happy memories because I love the show. I love the show. I love Tom Selleck. What about you, Ryan? I don't know any 80s television. Or 90s. What about 70s? <laughs> because that's All what, in the family. Uh, I've been watching 70s shows. Rockford Files. I've been, MASH. I can think of MASH. MASH. Oh, that's, I've been watching MASH a bit. When the laugh MASH. track started. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's a great It always makes song. me cry for some reason. I know. It's, when I hear that song I, and the helicopter coming down, I just think of my childhood and think, I of, think of my childhood. my grandma's house or something. Yeah. Family Ties I always really liked. Cheers is a great one. Cheers is a great one. Uh, Cheers is another, on the piano. Golden Girls. Oh. oh. You remember Golden Girls? Yeah, but I haven't seen it really. And by the way, listen to this one. You're going to laugh at me. You've probably never heard of this show. Have you ever heard of um, Give Me a Break? No. Nell Carter. So. Really? She sings the theme song. It's the, it's the one from the very first season, I believe, when she goes, Give me a break, because I shall need one. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I love you. Thanks for being here. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. It's good. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy podcasts i enjoy my guests especially when they when they open open up like that yeah. um i mean yeah that story the audition story was wild. oh man that is the craziest story ever it's just she just gets naked doesn't care so let's go let's go but yeah just the the pressure yeah to do just like and women un, deal with un, way un, more pressure than man. we deal with oh, way more it's God. hopefully things are turning around i think they're turning around a little bit so you know yeah but uh, good Lord, what women have to go through. Jeez. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, we're about to do our shout outs to all the top tier um, patrons, patrons who really support this show and keep it going. Uh, your support is so important and we, I appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Remember this, the uh, new CD is out. Go to sunspin.com. Get your album, shirt, mug, calendar. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think you're going to really dig the merch. You're going to dig the album and also, uh, the cons we will be, I'll be in San Francisco this coming weekend, Friday night, Smallville nights with Tom Welling, Saturday and Sunday signing the following weekend in Columbus. I think it's galaxy con Columbus, uh, for, uh, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, Smallville nights and the following weekend, which is like the 11th or something Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm really excited about Pittsburgh too. The Dawn of the Dead Mall, where they shut Dawn of the Dead, is right across the street. Or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a numb nerd. John Heater will be there. You know who else will be there? Paula Duell. The Chihuahua Griswolds. Fan? The Griswolds. Like the Chevy Chase and Co. Or- and Beverly D'Angelo. Oh. And uh, what's what's the uh, the girl who is riding in the red car? From Vacation? Yeah, from Christmas Vacation. Oh, no, from Vacation. Yeah. The hot one who he's always looking I, at, I slapping the bread together. I, I remember the scene. Oh, yeah, cool. She'll be there. So you can get pictures in the car with them. But come see me, of course, too. Get pictures with me and Tom and, and the crew. Uh, I believe Kristen Kruk might even be there. So look on our Instagrams, Twitters, look online. Um, but thank you for all the support. Make sure you subscribe, write a review. Uh, here are the top tiers. Couldn't do it without them. Here we go. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little. Lisa. Yukiko, Jill E, Brian. H. Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie. 
M. Raj C. Joshua D. Jennifer Ann Stacy L. Jamal F. Janelle B. Kimberly E. Mike E. Eldon Supremo, 99 more. Santiago M. Chad W. Leanne P. Janine R. Maya P. Maddie S. Belinda N. Correct. Chris H. Dave H. Sheila G. Brad D. Ray H. Tab of the T. Tom N. Liliana A. Talia M. Betsy D. Chad D. B. B. Dan N. Big Stevie W. Angel M. Rhiannon C. Corey M. L. K. K. Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Gav. Nader. Correct. David C, John B, Brandy D, Camille S, Joey M, Eugene and Leah. Nikki G, Corey, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando. C? Yes. Caroline. R? Yes. Christine. S? Yes. Sarah. S? Yes. Eric H, Shane R, Emma. R. Correct. Andrew M, Zodoichi. M? 77. 76. Oracle. Karina N, Amanda R, Amanda S, Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Lena82, Jarrell, Billy S. Uh, you guys listening, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I hope you stick around as a patron. If you're enjoying the podcast, you stick around on Patreon uh, because uh, we want to continue to do the show. Uh, I guess that's it, man. What a great episode. Uh, we have a really great episode coming up next week, so don't miss it. The holidays are coming. Make sure you listen to Talkville. You can hear me and Ryan and Tom Welling and our opinions about the show. We're wrapping <laughs> up the first season uh, soon. It's uh, The episodes are really fun, and I hope you're listening to that and you're subscribed and you're, you write reviews for all that stuff, too. I love your support. I love. I appreciate you. Thanks for uh, all the love. And Ryan, good to see you. Good to see you, too. From the Hollywood Hills in California, I'm Michael Rosenbaum. And I'm Ryan Taylor. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys. Hey, make sure you're good to yourself. That's the most important thing. Be good to yourself. I'll see you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.